Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM. Sponsored by Virgin Mobile. We'll tell you when your phone is paid off. Virgin Mobile. Bring on amazing. Lads, tis the season, all that, for presents and parties and, well, overindulging. But for many, many people, Christmas is actually a time of stress and anxiety and depression. And that's... That's... That's before you throw COVID into the mix and, and now this storm. Neuroscientist Brian Penny is on the line to have a little chat. Brian, how's it going? Hi, Jen. How are you? Keep I'm not, good. I'm not too bad. Now, before we get into this, uh, we were chatting this morning and yesterday morning about the rising young people in, in doing cocaine. Um, and we were inundated with texts. A, a lot of people worried about family members, people in the community or who had been addicts themselves. Now, you have often uh, spoken on the show and in your book about being an addict and turning your life around. I have to ask you, what would you say to anyone who was worried about a loved one today? Oh, it's such it's such a common question that I get, Jen, and it's, it's such a difficult question to answer as well. And I, I think the thing with the cocaine is a scary one as well. I, I, I remember hearing recently that someone called it a calorie-free drug. And it's like the, the increase in it because people are looking after their bodies and all. It's just, it's just sh- shocking mm. it is when I hear that. But t- t- to be quite honest, when if somebody, is st- if a loved one is struggling with addiction, there is very, very, very little you can do. And this is this is one of the, the biggest problems that, that I've come up against. And I've struggled with it myself with people that I love, even with the experience I have, the knowledge I have around the, the, the science behind addiction. There is very little that I can do. And I, I think I think the best thing you can do is um you can listen to them. I think if they're willing to talk, you can try to listen to them. I would advise what you shouldn't do is go and lecture them and tell them what they should be doing because nobody wants to be addicted to drugs. They know what they should be doing. They know that it isn't good for them. The knowledge is there, but there's usually something else that's driving it. There's something under the bonnet, whether it's anxiety, whether it's rejection, trauma in earlier life. That's what's driving the behavior to, to some extent and for the most part anyway. So maybe if you can be there to listen to them instead of telling them what to do and be there completely when you're listening don't be listening to um sort of reply and then give them a lecture like really listen and be there so they feel like you've listened to them and they're willing to come back when something else comes up in the future because there's no quick fix but i think the main thing you can actually do uh, is is look after yourself in terms of right i will look after my mental health and then i will be in a position to help them in a better way if they are looking for help in the future so i i think it comes back to to, to that saying like mm. you can you can bring a horse to the water but you can't make him drink so it's just make sure that you're in good shape so you can help them going forward in the future. Good advice. Um, and you're a living proof that you can turn your life around. Thank God. Thank God. Thank uh, God. Brian, why? Why do some people find Christmas so stressful? Wow, the list is endless, isn't it? If you really look at it, I, I was having to think about this this question. Yeah, it's crazy. And the research shows us that 50% of people find Christmas really, really stressful. I'm surprised it's not more, to be quite honest. I think there's there's a couple of reasons for this. I think the big overriding one is the loss of routine. Right. Because we're creatures of habit at the end of the day. The kids are out of school. People uh, take a few days off work. You're getting up later. You're probably not going to the gym. Everything is just thrown up in the air in terms of routine. And we're creatures of habit at the end of the day. So I think that's one big one that's there. But then there's the stresses like about money, getting the right gifts. Christmas dinner can be hugely stressful in itself. 
sending Christmas cards even and then entertaining the kids like it there's all of these um aspects of it as well and then try not to overindulge our Christmas it's it's a highly highly stressful endeavor I fail at this every single year now I don't drink alcohol so I'm lucky in that respect but lots of people try not to drink but there's all of these parties around but even not to try to overindulge in food like everywhere you go there's a box of Cadbury's on the table (laughs) so it's really really difficult if you're trying to look after them elements of it as well and, and then there's the more deeply rooted stressors as well, such as social anxiety, which is worse now than ever because we're not even practicing being out and COVID is thrown into the mix. People miss loved ones. It's a, re- it's a reminder that loved ones have been lost in recent times. And there's just there's just so many aspects of it that can cause cause a lot of problems. E- even the big one as well, a reminder that another year is over and that that's very stressful for people if you're not making the progress you want to make yeah. in life. As well. So it's an endless list. It's endless. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we find it so hard to say no to things when maybe we should pull back a little bit because one thing I heard from a positive aspect of restrictions and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff is people loved, I would say 90% of the people in my life love the slower pace in life but yet again, here we are again we're just coming out of our our lockdown and here we are again we're racing to parties, we have all these things in our calendar because we just can't say no, Brian. Wow, I never thought about that in terms of COVID, like we all say that we love the slowdown we're back in the rat race it's crazy, isn't it? I think there's a couple of things with this as well. It's like people pleasing is a big element of that as well. But what is actually driving it? I think there's a sense of obligation there. We feel obligated because it's what everyone does. It's what we're expected to do. So it's a sense of obligation sort of stops us from saying no. I think FOMO is a big one. It's the fear of missing out. You don't really want to go out. You want to chill out and stay in, but you might miss a great night. (laughs) You just go out anyway. And then just fear, this is something for me as well, and I've noticed with some people, it's like fear of becoming a hermit. Maybe you're, you're, not, go, you're not someone that goes out a lot, but you feel like, oh, if I don't go out at Christmas, what, what am I really, what, what really going to do? I have to make an effort to socialise, even if you don't like it. So it's, it's crazy in, in that respect as well. What I would say for people, there's a great tactic that works in my life. And if I have to make a decision and I want to say no, it's a, it's a line I got from a guy called Derek Sivers and it just jumped out at me the minute I heard it. And it's basically, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. So ask yourself, right, is it a hell yeah? Do I really want to go? And if it's if it's not, don't go. Only only give in to the hell yes. And I think that's that's something that, that can really work for you when things are so busy and, we're, and it's so stressful. That's really good advice. Have you got any other tips, Brian, for us? Any other tips or advice apart from the hell yeah? Apart from the hell yeah, in terms of the whole stress thing for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, so I've about a million ideas, but there's, <laughs> there's one thing that really helps me, Jen, and it's 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 this this metaphor that I sort of think about, and it's like building self-care capital. Because I will throw in another tip or two, like magic wand kind of tools when you do yeah. feel overstressed. But I think the best thing you can do, like let, imagine most people f- are flying at uh, 10,000 feet. So you're on an airplane, you're flying at 10,000 feet. That's the average person. And then life will get in the way. Life will throw you curveballs. That's the the essence of human existence. Pain is inevitable in life if you live in love. And what will happen is you might drop down to 8,000 feet. Then Christmas comes along, you might drop down to 5,000 feet. You're under financial stress and COVID thrown into the mix. You might drop to 2,000 feet or you might even crash and burn and hit the ground. 
So what I suggest people should do is to build this self-care capital, whether it's exercise, good sleep routine, eating the right food, gratitude, journaling, talking to friends, and just doing all of the right things. You build this self-care capital, this, this preemptive behavior, and you won't be flying at 10,000 feet. You're going to be flying at 20,000 feet. So when you take the knocks that life will inevitably throw your way, you might drop down to 15,000 feet or 12,000 feet, but you've lifted yourself up above the average feeling of self-care. And it's just those preemptive measures are probably the best things you can do to protect yourself over stress. And and the biology of this, uh, like the biology of this show, shows, that, shows that this is to be the case as well. Like you're just providing these protective strategies. But if that isn't the case, there's a few things you can do. Like, don't overindulge. Yeah. Try not to overindulge with food and drink. Alcohol is very, causes a lot of anxiety and stress. So you might be drinking to avoid stress, but it's actually going to make you more anxious and stressful the next day. So avoid that and don't overindulge. But one of the most powerful things you can do, and I use it all of the time, like, is the breath. Like, the breath is such an important aspect of our lives. You're born with a breath and you die with a breath. I remember hearing that one day, so it must be important. But when you breathe and you take a few deep breaths, you actually activate an area of your nervous system. It's called the parasympathetic nervous system, science, science for the science people out there. Mm -hmm. But it's actually the rest and digest system. And it just calms down your whole nervous system. So we've all heard that so many times. I'll take a deep breath, take 10 deep breaths. But if you actually do it, it physiologically relaxes your whole body and your whole system so if you're stressed at any time over christmas just take a walk away go for a walk breathe deeply and it will calm down the whole system and then you can make better better decisions on the back of that the back of that day yeah. you know it's, this is the first year i've actually thought do you know what i'm not going to overindulge too much this year because i hate that feeling uh, the day, uh, you know, Stephen's day, the day after Stephen's yeah. day. I hate that feeling, thinking, "Oh, I've lost." You know, I, you know, I've got out of my routine. I feel like yeah. I have to get back on the horse. I don't want to feel like I have to get back to anything. I want to still be on that horse. You know that way. So I think that's yeah. really good advice. Don't overindulge and get outside, no matter how many it is. Maybe not today if you're in Kerry, but get outside True. any <laughs> other days. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we'll chat to you again. Thanks, Lord Thanks, Jeff. Brian. Bye. There we go. That is author, lecturer and neuroscientist, Brian Penny. He is uh, absolutely amazing. Please pick up his book, Bonus Time. One of the best books I've ever read. It's incredible. If you want to give someone a gift this Christmas, give them that. Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM.